And this is the Young Flamingo Club. And I am here with my co-host, Montana. Montana, are you are you here? Sometimes I don't feel like it. Yeah, I'm only here in spirit. I'm not here in body. Well, you know, you sent me an email last night, I believe, saying that, uh, well, you were wondering when we were going to start making money because you wanted to buy something. What, 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 what do you want to buy? Yeah, so, I, I, sorry, I, I started to type it in the email and then I fell asleep. So that's why all the letters are just like Q's up D, W, X, whatever. So <laughs> what it is, is my lease is on my car is up in July and I, I want to get like a midlife crisis douchey car. So I can't decide if it's a Corvette. Is it a Tesla? Like, I don't know, but I want to get right. the douchiest car ever and they're expensive. So I'm trying to figure out when we can start making money because I want to use the YFC funds to pay for my new car lease. In order to do this, I mean, this is Flamingo Financial uh, for all you people out there. Uh, you got to build up a catalog and we've done so pretty well. So just, just hold on for a little bit longer and we will get that lease for you and you'll be able to get that 1999 Camaro that you've been wanting. Heck yeah. With, with the sunroof, that's what I'm, that's what I'm looking for. So with some loud exhaust. Yeah. Extra loud. I'm going to cut the mufflers off. Speaking of cutting the mufflers off. I think we did that on this episode. We really revved it up. Um, Pontetrain. He's a, uh, he's a DJ. He's a man who has history with COVID um, in the sense that he's part of history of COVID, which we're not going to reveal until the episode plays. But what a story and what an episode. What do you think? I think Pontetrain's story is one of the most interesting ones I've heard in the sense of how he got his music taste. And yeah, uh, of course, we said we're not going to be mentioning the pandemic, but uh, when when you when we said that, uh, I, I think what we really meant at this point is uh, to tone it down a little bit. But what you will realize in this episode is, yeah, uh, Pontetrain's, aka Dustin, is a part of COVID nineteen history. Yeah, we said we weren't going to talk about it, but his story was too good to not talk about, so we had to. And speaking of talking about, we talked about Men in Black again, and I think that's a running theme. Uh, it's a recurring theme. Uh, actually, uh, Ali and Michael uh, sent me a G chat, and uh, it just says, uh, "Talk about Men in Black uh, more, please." I hope to push for a fourth one. So, Ali and Michael, if you're listening, uh, I'm doing everything I can. Maybe that's what the future's telling us. It'll be Ali Michaels, Tommy Lee Jones, and Will Smith. So that's a that'll be a banger of an episode. So, um, yeah, let's get into this banger, which has new questions. Um, that we got from Nancy, who uh, told me she worked for hard copy. I'm not sure, but um, if she did, thanks, Nancy, for the questions that we're about to ask in this episode. We've been also making so much money, but we've also been burning through so much money. It's hard to keep track. Yeah. So um, should I press play? Yeah, press play. And remember, it's up top, up top, okay. up top, up top. To the right or left? It's to the middle, actually. The middle. Okay, there it is. So here we go. You can edit this out too if you want, but and would have continued to go to work infecting people. Do drugs and like do crazy shit. The booty music. The Young Flamingo Club. Club, Club, Club. Young Flamingo Club. Welcome to the Young Flamingo Club. Today we have an extraordinary guest, and as usual, we have nothing but extraordinary guests. Today we have Ponce Train, Dustin, but 
do not call him Justin. And speaking of Justin, uh, Justin, I don't know if you've been served or not, but I have just filed a new lawsuit against you. This time, I should be getting my $5,000 back. Oh, that's what that was. Yeah, a guy did knock on my door. And he had like badge on, but I thought it was uh, like a male stripper because sometimes they'll show up at my door. So I wasn't sure. So I didn't answer because I just wasn't in the mood for a male stripper. But yeah, bring it. Bring it. I'm lawyered up. Let's go. All right. Then glad you're lawyered up. And uh, Dustin, uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, How is it going? I'm sorry to bring you into this mess. I mean, I I think that uh, I think you're doing the right thing by countersuing because I personally just want to see how many volleys this can go. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, we could really... uh, we can add a whole element to this podcast mm-hmm. where it's like we really see if the legal system, how many times they'll allow us to keep countersuing each other. That's great. And it'd be fun to see like, uh, you know, you can add a little bit of arguments like uh, only pay me through Venmo or a cash app. Uh, and this is the only way I want to get paid. But anyways, enough about the lawsuit. I'll win that. Um, okay, Dustin. So you're known by everybody as Train on SoundCloud. I've been listening to you to ages. Let's just start out. Um, what were some of your biggest inspirations? Because I, I listen to a lot of cuts, deep cuts, and I always think like this sounds so familiar in a way. Yeah, I'm, I go through phases definitely. So I, I mean, I, I when I started off, uh, all of my inspiration was techno. So I started off actually uh, the first records I ever bought were ghetto tech and like juke records and that was actually like the core of my dance music understanding for a long time uh which i don't know do you guys know what i mean when i say ghetto tech like dj yeah 100 percent. i do not what is what is ghetto tech i would love to learn man it's so it's like a distinctly detroit thing because uh so there's jit music uh which is a detroit thing and that's a, a shortened term for the jitterbug it's like a modern take on the jitterbug and it's like footwork dancing that's uh, in detroit and it's music to go along with that so like 150 bpm electro with like really raw lyrics and then the chicago form of that is called juke and it was like yeah. all those were all the records that i had bought back then when i first started and then from there, I I started getting into all these other weird corners of everything, and you know, there's there's you hit an endpoint with disco as far as how much it can influence the way that you actually produce music, and same with house. It's been done a million times, so what can you bring to that? Sometimes I get into like you know Armenian uh, uh, rock music, psychedelic rock, and like then I'll like get obsessed with trying to figure out how they got the phaser effect, and and then I'll get obsessed with jazz enough and look up what crazy weird reverb units they were using and stuff like that. So yeah, that's right now. That's where my inspiration is ranging all the way back from, from ghetto tech to uh jazz enough and Michael's affair. So, Oh, got it. Well, that makes sense. So ghetto tech is sort of like a Detroit thing. And I was familiar with juke and I knew mm-hmm. that was sort of Chicago. Um, so that's interesting to hear that there was, I didn't know. It, I love the name though. You know, they, they a lot of people like I have a poster in my room that's like the Detroit Ghetto Tech, uh, you know, canon of like all the records that have ever been put out. But at the same time, a lot of people are very against that word uh, in that community because they're not not for any political reasons, but they're just like, no, it's booty music or it's bass music or it's jit music. So any of those terms applies. Sounds a lot cooler than the poster that Justin has in his room, which uh, <laughs> I won't get into, but uh, uh when I think, why not? Uh, go ahead, tell them. No, no, go get into it. Get into the poster you have in your room. God. 
I mean, I don't know what you have against Hannah Montana, but I, I think it's cool. Well, I think half, half the reason you have that poster up there is because of my name. I don't know. That's just me. Maybe I'm uh, flattering myself <laughs> a little bit too bit, but I think that's what it is. Maybe. When I think disco in this era, I mean, um, I, I, you know, even our, our intro theme uh, was just produced by uh, Rafael Fernandez. I, I'm not sure if you've heard of the artist. He's, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's big on Gino. Um, I think of uh, Whiskey Me and Disco. him have some fun stories, actually. We, we've, we've hung out a few times in some funny situations. If Rafael hears this, he'll know what I'm talking about, but I'm not yeah. at liberty to go into it. I'll definitely hear this, but uh, he, he tells oh, okay. me he rolls around with uh, with an entourage, and uh, I told him that uh, I want to be in the entourage. But I think of Whiskey Disco, uh, let, uh, you know, Jack Reno's uh, Let's Play House, which he's been on the podcast before. Um, my question to you is, I haven't seen... Uh, I try to find information on this. I do a lot of digging, and I haven't found out what happened to Whiskey Disco. Uh, they haven't put out any any presses for a while now. Uh, yeah, actually. So it's pretty much, it coincides pretty much right along with pandemic. And there is a reason for that. So part of that was choice and part of it was not. Um, Whiskey Disco in general has gone through a bit of a transition along with the Love Dancing label. Um, Lauren, uh, Sleazy McQueen, and I mostly ran the label. And then uh, the Silver Rider uh, also helped us uh, in a lot of that stuff. And I I was mostly A&R, so like following artists, finding them. He would have his hand in it and, and do his own thing, and, and then I would develop a record, and we kind of go back and forth. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, Lauren got real family-oriented, had to get a job, had to, you know, move around and again, and it just got really overwhelming for him. And that was also right around the time of pandemic. And I also uh, quit my job and moved um, during pandemic, and that pretty much put a stop to being able to do anything. So for a considerable amount of time, we kind of looked at each other and like, hey, wait, where there's nothing, you know, there's nothing we could do. I, I could try to run this on the road, but it's not going to be a quality product. And it already started to feel like that towards the end. So I wanted to take a break, reevaluate. And now that I'm settled in my new space and I'm doing this full time, we are, you know, everything is being revamped. There's the next few releases already lined up. Oh, that's good. So we could basically say that um, Whiskey Disco in 2020 went into quarantine and now it's got the <laughs> yeah. vaccine and it's coming back. Totally. Yeah. It's uh, it, yeah, no, completely. It's it, that that's a very good analogy. I think it's going to work out better that we took a little bit of a break because I think people are actually ready for, for some like really good solid material from, uh, from the label again. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, there's been comparison to, you know, after the Spanish flu was the roaring 20. So maybe we'll have something like that as well. And there'll be a, <laughs> you know, revival back out in clubs and everything, um, which actually this sort of leads to my next question because I, I, mm. I saw that you do A&R. If you take A&R today versus A&R, you know, even 15 years ago, uh -huh. it is so different. How do you mainly do your A&R? Is that mainly spent just like crawling um, the internet? No, if I did that, I mean, that's, that's how I did it years ago because it was easier because there were less artists. So if I did that now... I would be listening to way too much music, um, and it, which puts you in a bad headspace. You have to like let the natural filters happen. So I follow artists that I really love, 
um, through different various methods, you know, whether it's my suggested buys on Juno or something like that, or if it's uh, friends and I tell them, keep a lookout for me. And they tell me that things sound good. And that's how like the newest artist came to be uh, that's going to be on the label, um, which is Flying Mojito Brothers. You know, just someone reached out to me and said, hey, this, these guys are awesome. You should check out this one particular song. And if it really sits with me, then I reach out to them and I develop tracks with them in a more one-on-one basis. So I try to like do as much filtering before I even reach out to somebody as humanly possible. I, I actually don't listen to tons of demos. Anything someone sends me, I will listen to and I will always give feedback, but I don't like announce that or else we would get a billion demos. We'll cut that part out so uh, you don't get a billion requests. No, I'm totally oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got a demo from, from somebody recently and I thought, you know, this is cheesy and it's trying too hard, but why do I like it so much? And I was like, because it makes me want to like do drugs and like do crazy shit for some reason. Like the song just made me want to do that. I don't do that stuff. Right. But if the song like I used to, but I don't anymore because we're old and now we've all been in lockdown for so long that I don't even know what that's like anymore. But like we it made me want to do that stuff. And that's an intention. So I think that like thinking about where the music is headed will is not necessarily a bad thing, but when you're generating the music, I wouldn't necessarily like do anything other than try to make the musical stuff translate uh, what you want, but not try to like impress anybody or do the thing because that that'll always come off wrong. Your approach to NR is uh, it's it's quite refreshing and, and different than from some other people I've I've talked to about it. I I think it's kind of all over the map now. There isn't such a like a yeah system to it as used to be and just to clear up um was that track that you thought was really cheesy that that was submitted to you was it from a dj montana m um i will plead the fifth on that one okay yeah okay thank you so much uh, justin uh yeah thank you and that gets into my next point actually uh Justin is asking these type of questions, specifically the A and R ones, and how you know you check out tracks because uh, him and I are looking to get into the DJ game. So he's kind of uh, you know slithering away, asking these questions in a in a nice kind of discreet way. So we're taking <laughs> notes faster than you could imagine. Yeah, we're trying to get signed. So that's honestly, this is honestly the whole podcast. The reason okay. we keep having DJs and musicians on is. Um, yeah, we're trying to get science. We're trying to get as much info as we can. So thank you. Everybody's trying. Anybody who runs a label right now is either going down one of two paths. One is you're trying to build something special for yourself, or the other is you're trying to sell a bunch of records. And any there, even in the underground realm, people who say that they're never going down that second path, uh, it's a total lie. Of course they are. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing either. It's the connotation that ruins it. So be intentional with making your tracks. If you want to get signed to a specific label, that's, that's fine. And if you're running a label, just make sure you know what you want, because the first path is definitely longer and harder uh, than the second, but it's either one of them can work just fine. So that's my yeah. advice to you. Yeah. Well, we will. Thank you so much. We will take that. We, uh, we, we're just starting. We're just learning mm-hmm. how to, uh, to do this. Actually, I haven't even started. So Maybe I'm I'm really behind in the game, but yeah, no, it's the A and R thing is fascinating. Even at, like the major label, it's like the major label you have to make it before mm. you make it, and mm. then once you're signed to the major label, you have to make it again. And obviously, the major labels are doing the second thing you said, which is they're trying to make a lot of money and sell records. But you know, 
and it isn't necessarily a bad thing either because at the end of the day it's the music business which people always forget right. the second part of that just like the movie business Definitely. the the you know like what montana's in the modeling business like he's a model yeah. but it's right, still a business right. yeah no it's very true and it's like it's as long as it stays in that order you know music business is better than business music and like yes that's great music then like that then you've lost the reason so there's nothing wrong with music business at all and with whiskey disco is truly just about music it has almost nothing to do with business other than making sure that everybody feels comfortable doing what they're doing and happy about it that's good um um so what is your favorite track of all time that's really hard to pick this is a big one i know that's that's tough i i think it's it sounds so tropey it really does but it really is my favorite song is Purple Rain. And I, I like it gets me every single time. Or Wake Up Everybody by Harold Melvin. That one's always just a classic. Yeah, I mean, uh, so just to make it fair, uh, my favorite track is uh, Bill Withers. Um, mm. About Love. So oh, you yeah. have it. I mean, that's a little secret uh, I let out. So you heard it here first on uh, YFC. Did you even know that, Justin? <laughs> I did. Well, you've you've told me that several times that uh, sometimes you listen to that like late at night and cry. Um, I do. Pur- I really purple do. rain, purple rain. That's I mean, that's a uh, that's hard to argue with. You know, no. one time we're not going to get into it. And I'm not going to name drop, but I'm going to name drop. I went roller skating with Prince one time. With did only you? Like, yeah, with only like ten other people and a rink that he rented out, and he had light up roller skates, and he could skate backwards. And there was he put candles all around the rink. It was pretty cool. That is amazing. I will say my favorite song during pandemic. Uh, have, do you guys know Lobby Seafray? No. He's got Maybe a song not. called Bless the Telephone. And it has been like the, my absolute favorite song during pandemic for many different reasons. But I'll, I'll put that one out there for something a little, maybe one people haven't heard yet. I, I have put that one on repeat a million times. And it's uh, Lobby Seafray was was uh, sampled in uh, My Name Is by Eminem. That burnt, 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 burnt. Like, that's actually Lobby Seafray's, uh, if you haven't heard him, he's, like, fucking unbelievable. Um, okay, so is your name uh, based on the lake? I mean, I thought it might be, but then I did some thinking. Yeah. I was like, how what did you that pick was... your name? That's wait, my question. That? I wrote that no. down as a question. No, no that's not your question. Oh, no, okay, man, let it be your question. Go ahead. How did you, how did you get a li- hold of my list of questions? <laughs> I think I found another lawsuit here. I literally huh? wrote that down. Well, don't worry about it. You you are free to to ask. You ask. Oh, me. I think you're saying that because you did take a look at my list of questions. And you don't want me to counter soon. Go ahead. Uh, you know, like 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 Dustin said, he would love to see where it goes. Yes, I'm curious. Okay. I just, just use this as uh as reference in court. It's fine. Okay, uh, we good. we will use this as evidence, yeah. and definitely uh, it will be in my favor. <laughs> so yeah. the name. Uh, is not off the lake, actually. It is based on a hotel uh, that was in Detroit for a really long time, which is, sounds kind of strange, but um, the original name of Detroit was Fort Dupontchartrain, and um, that was long before it was named Detroit, and it was a French colony. It was a French fort, and then the British took it over and named it after the river, which was since named uh, Detroit or Detroit. So, like, the original name of uh, of Detroit was actually Fort Pontchartrain, and I, it, it led to this like hotel uh, being built in the late or mid to late 1800s, and it was uh, just the Hotel Pontchartrain. It's where the Crown Plaza is right now. If you go downtown, 
And it, it was there for years, and it was kind of known as this um, like super debauchery party spot uh, in the late 1800s and early 1900s. And so it was a very enigmatic way for me to have like show roots of Detroit without trying to take away from, you know, I, it was more of a nod to the city rather than saying I am the city because I definitely was influenced by it, but I don't claim to be like, you know, from the mid nineties, like a part of the history of the town. So I thought that was a good way to like do both. And it's a, it's a fun name. It's very disco. Yeah, it works. And so then my second part of the question would be, so it was like Pontotrain named after you. Mm, no, I, I wish it was, you know, a funny story. The name is actually named after a count in France. Okay. Count Pontotrain. And, uh, the guy that named it was General Cadillac. So he came over. Pontchartrain paid Cadillac. He was like bankrolling him. Cadillac came over. He's like, hey, I'm going to name a town after you. And Pontchartrain's like, yeah, okay, cool. Thanks. And then uh, he fucked up and the British beat him. And then Pontchartrain was like, hey, you fucked up and they took away my town name. So I'm going to send you to the Louisiana territories. And he got there and then he was like, oh, man, my boss hates me. Um, what can I do? I know I'm going to name this lake after him. So then he named Lake Pontchartrain after him. And I swear to God, I'm not making this up. That is, that is actually true. Wow. Okay. So I'm writing this down. So General Cadillac named the lake too. And they're both named after the same person. These names are so disco. General Cadillac. Yeah, that should have been my DJ name. Oh, wait, I'm writing that down. I think uh, Montana and I don't have a a name for our DJ duo yet. General Cadillac. Okay, I wrote that down. That's good, man. Thank you for that story, and we're just totally going to rip that from you. And, uh, yeah. Uh, Speaking of ripping, um, I just ordered this CD from Poland, Mm -hmm. and uh, the problem is I don't own any devices that have CD or DVD drives in Mm -hmm. them. So uh, I'm having to buy this adapter, and I went on archive.org and searched up this article that says how to become the king and the art of ripping a CD. And to specify, uh, Dustin, Mm -hmm. we brought a a brother printer right before we started the the Young Flamingo Club. That was one of our big investments. It was $60. Mm -hmm. We bought it at Fry's Electronics. And apparently the guy sold us uh, the only working brother printer in the country. That's actually pretty impressive. So I print them out. I printed out the questions. And uh, what's exciting about this, Dustin, is you are the first person to work off this brand new list of questions that uh, we have never used before. You know, we got a lot of mail, like lots and lots of mail um, from our listeners. Mm-hmm. All three of them wrote us letters and said that um, they think our questions are kind of a getting old because we've gone about five, six episodes and they felt that they were softballs. So we hired a uh, writer from the, from hard copy, the te- television show, and they, uh, they came up with these questions. So um, are you ready? I am. Okay. So let me um, dip my hand in the bowl and pull out the first question. Here we go. Retro tech. Oh, and just by the way, I, you know, I think um, the name of our, you know, uh, our DJ duo, General Cadillac, I think the, our first album could be called King of CD Ripping. I think that could be interesting. Mm. Yeah. It's not a uh, bad idea. Yeah. 
So we've got I'll, all the information, and uh, yeah. I think we're really on the road. We've hit the freeway 500 miles per hour, and uh, yeah. yeah, we're on the route to being uh, DJ superstars. DJ you could call superstars. it CD ripping is killing vinyl sales. Yes. <laughs> there we yes. go. T-shirts and everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, so this is interesting. The question I've pulled sort of plays along with what we just spoke about. Do you ever think eventually technology will replace your job? Like is that like uh, ANR or DJing or mixing mastering or which one of those things or let's any? Go with, let's go with DJing. Like I think it'd be interesting to play it out. Do you think it would eventually there'll be like Apple IDJ and you just like you just play it and it it, it like mashes your playlist together for you into a DJ track? Oh man, it's hard for me to not get too deep on this one. I'm gonna be go sure and say uh, it's done. It's already done. It's already done. Like our job's been replaced a million times over. If you're saying the DJ has already been replaced by technology, why is there still DJs? Because people like to connect and people like physical humans in front of them. And there's more to DJing than just the music. Yeah, I I think that's a question I think everyone could be asking themselves is, will technology ever replace their job? 100% sure that um, pretty soon technology will replace Montana and I. We're actually (laughs) hoping for it. 100%. 100%. I, I, we're doomed. I mean, we're already on, we've took the wrong turn and we're on doomed drive and we're, we're, we're spiraling. So, yeah. Plus, I, honestly, I think uh, an AI would do a better job than us. So, okay. So our next question, um, here we go. Let me, let me get, pull it out. Oh, this is it. This is when we start to get into the new hardball questions. Oh the, uh, the copywriter from uh, hard copy wrote for us. I think they work there. At least they I think they're AI generated. That's why. Yeah. Well, I mean, this was a this person's name was uh, Nancy, and she mm. said, you know, when she responded to the Craigslist ad when I posted looking for someone from Hard Copy to write some questions for us for fifty thousand dollars, she uh, she was the first to respond. So so she wrote these. So thanks, Nancy. So our first hardball question I think we've ever asked: What's the toughest decision you've ever had to make? Recently, you know, a really tough decision that I had to make was to quit my job. Um, during pandemic, uh, I had a very stable job and I chose to quit to pursue music full time in the middle of the worst time in history to do so. Yeah, you're like a you're like a salmon swimming upstream at the time <laughs> when most would not, you know, you went the opposite way. Like, you know, the pandemic, everyone yeah. had a job was like thankful and you were like, you know what, I'm going to quit. What was your job that you quit and now you're going full time uh, music? I was a social worker in Detroit. I primarily worked in drug rehab centers. And um, I had done that job for almost 10 years. Um, and it, it will, you know, it'll crush you um, for sure. And it's not just the job that, that crushes you. It's the work environment. And I won't get like too far into that. But I knew after doing that for so long that I, I had to go down one of two paths I decided that my life would be more fulfilling uh, if I dedicated myself to art and music. I am very lucky, very, very lucky that I was able to do this move um, because of my amazing uh, partner, Jane. And uh, without her, I definitely would not have been able to, to pull it off. And we had planned it out and then boom, pandemic hit and all the balls were rolling anyway. And so we just, I, I could have, step back and i didn't wow so so you were dating jane Uh uh-huh you guys had plans to take the next step and live together well we knew we were going to be long distance 
Right. We would try it, right? How long distance? uh, Well, about a thousand miles. It was definitely a different state. So it was a plane ride. So you guys had this plan. Like, obviously, this is pre-pandemic. You know, we we swore we wouldn't talk about the pandemic, but this is too fascinating to not talk about. So Mm -hmm. you guys had this plan, Mm -hmm. and then the pandemic hit. And then did you ever think, wow, we can't do this because of the pandemic? Or did you continue for you just continued forward and was like, let's just hold hands and swim up river together. This is really funny that we're talking about this right now. Um, (laughs) We we were together for a couple months in in Detroit and then she moved. uh, And I said, you know, you down to do long distance because I I really would like to pursue this. And she's like, yeah, for sure. So we we did. And then it's like, you know, who knows? We have no idea if that's going to work or not. And it was really, really hard. And then near the near the end of it, like three months. So we'd been doing long distance for like nine months. And then at the end of it, at three months, I'm like, hey, I want you to come on tour with me to um, the UK uh, so we can have like a little time in Europe. Um, and then that's when pandemic hit while we were literally like in the plane. Like that's when the news announcement came. So when we landed in London, they were like, yeah, we've shut all travel everywhere. Wow. And so we like landed in London and it was like, okay, you have to figure out how you're going to get home now immediately right away. All your gigs are canceled. It's done. This is like a movie. Yeah, and then we caught COVID uh, there. Yeah, or not there, but on the plane back. We caught it on the way back, and I got stuck in, uh, we were actually in, the, in like rural Missouri, believe it or not, that's where she was, and we, we stayed there for six weeks in quarantine because we were some of the first cases in the U.S., and we immediately were like, I said, I don't feel good, you know, when we got home. And we have no idea what's going on here and I'm not leaving, you know? So I called my job. I said, I don't know. I don't know what you guys got to do, but I'm not leaving. And, um, cause I don't know if I could infect anybody and she's like, okay. So she works in a hospital or whatever. So we actually got tested. Um, we were the first people to get st- tested in the state of Missouri. It was kind of a weird situation because we realized if I had just gone home, I'm sure I wouldn't have gotten tested. They would have told me to just stay home you know, whatever. And she would have tested negative and would have continued to go to work infecting people. And so this like crazy situation happened where because of how it all went down, we got to sit in a single room apartment after being long distance for nine months and know what the future held for us. And in addition to us actually not causing harm to others. And it was like a really just a crazy situation and that's that's when i was i called my job and i'm like yeah i after my time spent with her it's like this is definitely happening yeah and then i and then i quit and then i moved to new york so we're living together up here in harlem after all that it's kind of like a a wild story of how we came to be super uh, wild i actually um that's mean some world war z shit i think (laughs) i'm gonna um I'm going to option your story for a film if that's okay. Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, so you see why Whiskey Disco got put on hold. <laughs> it's like... we yeah, it makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that's, uh, your answer to that question is different than what Man- Montana and I thought. Now, I think Montana mm-hmm. even interjected it. We thought the hardest decision you'd ever have to make was coming on this podcast. Yeah, Jock on. I, I trust y'all. That's all good. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the question we ask ourselves, Montana and I, every time. Like, that's the hardest question is, 
are we going to come on again? And we do. So. Right. Exactly. And I, and I think, uh, you know, uh, my pandemic and pre pandemic was, uh, you know, I would get into long distance relationships and regardless if there was a pandemic or not, they would just fizzle out within uh, two weeks. And yeah, uh, I think, uh, Justin knows all about that. Justin did, uh, has Montana ever told you about his pandemic love story? It's crazy. He mail ordered this bride from Russia, like right when the pandemic started. And then she just never showed up. And the tracking number, it's weird because the tracking number, when he tracks it, um, it, it comes to my address. And But I, she's not here, I swear. I swear she's not here. So I don't know what happened. All right, let's get into our third question. Oh, okay. So this, I, man, this hard copy girl. So she's, some of these were hard hitting. This one doesn't seem too hard hitting, but I think it's interesting. It could be. Would you ever go skydiving? Oh yeah, 100%. Really? You, yeah. So you would be okay because, okay, like I, a lot of things don't scare me and I've done some stupid things and taken some stupid risks in my life, like doing this podcast. Um, but I actually don't think I could jump out of a functioning plane. Mm. I just don't think I could do it. You, you think you could do it. You think you could suit up. You would be okay with jumping out because what if, what if that chute doesn't open? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I've, well, I'm, I'm very uh, evidence-based. I don't think there's too many cases of the, of the chute not opening. And uh, so I, I don't think that that's actually that big of an issue. And if you die, you know, it's, well, there's, there's worse ways to do it. And I have no doubt that at some point in my life I will. So no, no doubt at all. That's very interesting. Montana, would you go skydiving? No, I, I would not. Uh, but you did bring up a good point. Out of a functioning airplane, I wouldn't. But out of a non-functioning airplane, I would. I feel like maybe the jump wouldn't be uh, as far up. Does that answer your question, Justin? It does, yeah. It does. It answers a lot of questions for me. <laughs> so um, that was a good question that Nancy, that I paid $50,000 to. Thank you, hard copy. And that 50 grand from the YFC account was the last of it. So let's, uh, let's make that last. And I already knew, I think Dustin was going to say yes. I think a person that quits a stable job, uh, you know, mid pandemic and starts his own thing. Of course, I think that's a kind of a no brainer for me. But uh, what do I know? No, that makes sense. That, that's a good point, Montana. That's, that's the thing. That's your first good point ever on this podcast, by the way. Yeah. So let's do our third. Let's wait. Is how many questions have we done? I'm so. Oh, this will be four. I'm four, lost. I thought, it was, I thought it was three. Get, get it. Get it together. Yeah, man. I am just a wreck right now. Okay. Oh, this one's good too. This is something. It's it's going to be uh, discussed on a on the um, episode we're releasing today. Actually. Oh, is this sort Nance of, again? Yeah, these are all Nancy. Like you oh, know, this fifty grand got us about like from, fifty from hard copy. From hard copy. So she says. Now I'm starting to wonder. If she really just took the money, because I didn't ask for any credentials from hard copy, she just said yes, I work there. No, I take it for a word. I mean, I mean, look, the questions we've already asked, I think they're worth fifty thousand dollars. So, one hundred percent, I agree. Thank you for approving the cost. One hundred percent. Okay, so here we go. Do you believe in aliens? I believe in uh, strongly in the possibility of. Them. I don't believe that they've uh, necessarily come here yet, but uh, yeah, for sure. So you believe they exist, but they have not visited Earth yet? If they could, they'd be chilling. They're just waiting. They're not like, you know, there's no, they, they, don't, want, they don't want to fuck with us right now. Yeah. So the other thing we love to discuss on this podcast is the movie series Men in Black. Um, mm -hmm. Because, you know, that series, if you're familiar with it, aliens are amongst us. I think even in one of them, yeah. I think they said Madonna and Dennis Rodman were aliens. That's a good point. And uh, if you haven't heard the name Bob Lazar, I highly recommend you check that name out. It's a person who claimed 
that he worked in Area 51 called S4, and he was working on a propulsion system. And yeah, it's very interesting, very compelling, and uh, a lot of stuff. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the Tic Tac video that's been released in the past four months by the U.S. Navy. Um, So there's a lot of stuff that's compelling uh, that I'll just leave it there. Yeah, I'm a, you know, I go back and forth between believing in aliens or not. I mean, the only alien that I think I know of is, um, or that I've ever actually, well, never mind, I've never met, but I know of is Montana's illegal alien mail order bride that did not show up at my house. So, uh, okay, so let's move on quickly. Yeah. No, no, I'm on the podcast. No, I know you're from Russia. Okay, never mind. Okay, um, just go. Yeah, okay. I can't right now. No, he's on. Let's yeah, TLC see. is coming to your house within 30 minutes, so... Yeah, you have to hide 30 minutes. Okay, so let's see. Our next question is, do you dance? And if so, what do you like to dance to? And where do you dance? Wait, did Nance come with this dance question? You know, maybe she wrote Nance and I'm just reading you this dance. Either way, it works. So okay. either do you Nance? And if so, do you like to Nance? And where? Or you could, you could interpret this as do you dance? And if so, what do you like to dance to and where? I like to dance all the time. And I think that the most common places for me to dance are, first of all, I'm terrible at it. I think I'm really, really bad. Dancing is not supposed to be good necessarily. I mean, it's nice when it is, but um, yeah, definitely behind the DJ booth. I really like to sing to the tracks and dance. I get really into it. It helps me kind of lose the space. And then probably like in the living room, I do, I do lots of like uh, very, very weird hit movements without thinking about it. It's, I mean, my girlfriend enjoys it. I, I don't even think about it, but I do it a lot. She says, I don't know. So Jane enjoys the weird hip movements. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. We, she calls it bopping. So do you dance when you DJ? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, uh, I think that's like a vital part of it. If I don't want to dance then no, why would anybody else want to dance? Yeah. I've never, I've never seen a DJ that just has a neutral facial expression that is just not moving. The guys that are most likely to uh, give like know-it-all responses on Discogs reviews, those are the DJs that don't dance. That's another great name for, that we could use, DJs that don't dance. And our first album could be called uh, General Cadillac. Yes, that's great. I mean, just so many ideas flowing right now. And the, and the irony is we will dance. <laughs> we will dance. Yes. Um, so that's it. That was five questions. We did it. We really? made it to the end. We, we made it through. Oh my gosh. Thank you, guys. I think it was pretty fun. Thank you. Uh, sorry for Justin being late. Uh, we'll make sure that doesn't happen again. I apologize. And, uh, thank you, Justin. And uh, yeah, uh, I hope that at some point you'd like to come back because I am excited to see what is on the press. I'm doing, I did a record with Javant and we set it aside. And now we've completed it, and um, I'm having Delano Smith do the remixing, and uh, that's the next one going to be coming out. So I'm finishing it up right now, and I'm very excited to get it out. When do you think it'll be out? Summer, I'm hoping. Summer. Uh, yeah, and where, summer. where could people find it when it comes out? All the major shops. Uh, so like Juno, Rush Hour, Red Eye, all that stuff will have it. Dustin, thank you so much. This was fantastic. Uh, I, learned, I learned a lot. And um, I'm excited to uh, have you subpoenaed for the lawsuit that Montana and I are in. I'll be there. Yes. All right. I am hoping you are. And Pontchain, be on the lookout for a general Cadillac.
Yes. <laughs> you send me a demo, but there's no guarantee I'll listen to it. <laughs> yeah, it's in your in- right, it's, we'll it's, it's it's in your inbox right now. So it's already in your inbox. <laughs> All right, thanks guys. Have a good day. Thank you. All right, Bye. thank you, Dustin. Young Flamingo Club. Young Flamingo. All right, now that uh, wraps up that episode of the Young Flamingo Club uh, featuring Ponda Train. Um. Look, Justin, I, I, I think from what I learned from this episode is we need to update our mics, even though these are brand new mics, top of the line. Uh, it, his quality was so good that, uh, I mean, my neighbors were asking, like, is that is that a yet? What is that? That's why I'm going to go ahead and say my vote is for him to become a member of the Young Flamingo Club honorary, just basically based on his microphone, because if we can have access to that microphone and sound as good as he did, I think our uh, quality will go up about 29.6%. Yeah, that's a great calculation. And uh, my vote is quality content, quality mic, quality life. Quality human. So over quality. No, no wait. The other way Quali- okay. Quality over quantity uh and pontchartrain i think that would be his motto he's a quality guy quality life quality mic quality everything so of course he's going to be an honorary member of the young flamingo club which as you know comes with tons of perks and uh he is the 2000th member 2000th member that's a that's an honor. Congratulations, Dustin. You get your stool sample uh, checked out for you and the results. So and you're an honorary member. So it, thanks. It gets put in, it gets put in a FedEx truck. Your stool sample gets put into a FedEx truck and it gets sent to LabCorp. So congratulations, yeah. Dustin. And then it's delivered to you in a FedEx truck by itself. They don't put anything else in there but your stool and sample. Turds are going back and forth to the United States all day, every day. Think about that, guys. Yeah, that's something to really think about right before you go to bed, that the highway is full of FedEx trucks with a single turd in it. You, you, you're backed note, up and so is traffic. Oh, yeah. Uh, and on, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, that's why traffic's backed up, those single turds in the, in the FedEx trucks. And on that note, let's, uh, let's get out of here and let's not say that people should subscribe and uh, recommend this podcast to a friend. Yeah, don't share or subscribe. And, uh, you know, our upcoming store that I'm coding out, uh, don't buy from there. Um, Just browse all the cool designs and maybe, you know, don't even share or subscribe for that as well. So, but uh, yeah, Justin, the the, the club opens in an hour. So I think we should be getting out of here, man. We got to get there. So see you later, everyone. Don't uh, buy, subscribe, share. Uh, buy, subscribe, share, do whatever. I uh, hope you don't feel up. All right. Peace out, guys. Don't